This is the Anna Dare Podcast. Hello and thank you again for listening. If it's your first time listening, well, thank you just for the first time uh, to the Anna Dare Podcast. My name is Anna and I host the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show. Uh, You can catch it live 6am till 9am, Monday to Friday on 94.3 and 97.9 or you can get it on the Triple M .com.au forward slash Gippsland website or you can listen to bits and pieces of it right here in the Anna Deb podcast but I also have some uh, bespoke content as well on here too. Um, bespoke, I love saying that. Such like a posh, grown up, I know literature type of word, isn't it? <laughs> it means unique. Like it's only, you're only going to find that content here on the Anna Dare podcast. I didn't do it on my show. It is brand new, uh, like this story. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Oh, well, first of all, what's coming up? I'm going to have the interview that I did with Mark Howard, otherwise known as Howie from the Howie Games. Uh, you can find his podcast here on the Listener app. He's got a new one. Just came out today. It's called the Howie Games Artist Series. Now, if you know Howie Games, he talks sport. Howie Games Artist Series is him talking about sport to artists. And his very first interview is with Paul Kelly, who wrote a song especially for AFL great Eddie Betts. So that interview is coming up for you shortly. Uh, I'm also going to replay some um, audio from the show where I spoke to some tradie ladies. I love chicks doing dudes' jobs, you know, those jobs that are predominantly men. I love it when women step into those roles, so I'll play you a bit about that as well. Uh, But first, I want to tell you about this story. Now, this is pretty incredible. So this old lady, I mean very old, 101 years old, is still working on a lobster boat get this. So if this is for people that, you know, if growing old in a retirement home doesn't appeal, which to me, I'd be like that, you can take some inspiration uh, from 101-year-old Virginia Oliver. Now, she still works three days a week on her son's lobster boat off the coast of Maine in the US. Is it, my question is, is, is it illegal to retire in the States? Has she never heard of bingo and lawn bowls? Poor Virginia. Uh, Move to Florida. Take a break, lady. Honestly, lobstering, it's hard work. When you're a young person, let alone when you're 101. I mean, come on. Good on her, though. I mean, good on her. She's not giving up on what she loves. How would you go? Sitting in a nursing home waiting for coronavirus, would you rather go like that or having your arm torn off by a lobster pot winch? The second one sounds far more dramatic, doesn't it? And exciting too. So um, Virginia's son, Max, he owns the lobster boat. Now he's 78. So he's either a very hard worker himself or he's just maybe not good with women, perhaps, because mum, you know, if had some grandkids, she wouldn't still be out on the boat, would she? She'd be hanging at home with the grandkids instead. So one thing that uh, Max has done, He has actually found a way to exploit the main labour laws. You can't use kids as cheap workers, can you? So you can use your mum instead. Either that or he just doesn't have the guts to, you know, push her off the boat and collect his inheritance. That's so mean. I say good on you, Virginia Oliver. If it makes you happy, you keep going, lady. 101 years old working on a lobster boat. I'm definitely not going to make it to 101, but I'd prefer to go on a lobster boat, I think, than in aged care in Australia, that's for sure. Uh, um, Now, my Howie Games chat. I spoke to Mark Howard on the show 
Triple M Gippsland radio show and here is my chat with him. Now, you would know the Howie games, I'm sure, if you're a Triple M listener and I've got on the phone with me right now Mark Howard from the Howie games. Good morning to you, Mark. G'day, Anna. G'day to everyone in Gippsland. Hope you're all doing well. We are, actually, yes. I mean, we're doing better than we were last week, so that's good. (laughs) Absolutely, and long may that stay. Yeah, fingers crossed. Now, the Howie Games, obviously, is uh, a show on Triple M. It's also a podcast on our listener app. But you've got a new one coming out, the Artist Series. Tell us a little bit about that. Where did this inspiration come from to create this whole new podcast? Did you just want more work for yourself? No, well, it sort of turned out that way, and to be honest, no, I guess for five years I've been doing um, the Howie Games, which chats with all sorts of sports people, from you know Steve Smith to, to Kate Campbell to Anna Mears to Dan Ricardo to Paddy Mills, etc., which, which has been fantastic to get the insights from these athletes about how they achieve what they achieve, and then I thought, well, I'm interested in what creative people do, so yeah. I came up with an idea to do what is termed the artist series. So it's a very similar concept, Anna. We do talk about sport with these artistic folk, but also about their journey, whether they be actors or singers or rock stars or uh, podcasters or authors. So it's fantastic to sort of move into that creative space, and there's a lot of similarities. A lot of these people do it tough until they so-called hit the big time, which mm. is the same with a lot of athletes. And I'm sure a lot of them are inspired by the athletes that they sort of grew up watching themselves, you know, uh, out on the, sorry, watching them out on the field or were in the pool or whatever, because Paul Kelly has said that um, he watches AFL 360 regularly and he's your person, he's your artist that's popping by for the first episode. Tell us how that happened. Yeah, well, I've sort of been speaking to Paul and his people. Artists have people, and so you've got to go through people as well. Um about coming on, and um, and they came back to me three weeks ago and said, listen, Paul's about to bring out a brand new song, um, and due to the crossover of sport and music, which you're doing on the Artist Series, he'd love to release the song exclusively for the first time. Um, it, it's an amazing song. It's It covers sport and music because he was watching AFL 360, as you said. He's a massive Adelaide Crows fan, mm-hmm. uh, and he was watching Eddie Betts on there talking about uh, racism and how it affected him. And so as a result of that, Paul has written a song called Every Step of the Way, which is haunting. And, and he played it to me for the first time and explained how it's about Eddie and Eddie's journey. And it is uh, it is a song that will get into your brain. It'll get into your guts. It'll get into your soul. It's, um, yeah, he has that phenomenal ability to write words and create tunes. And it was a privilege to sit down with him and, and chat with that and, and all that, all the other things he's created over his phenomenal catalogue over sort of 40 years. Oh, he's an absolute Aussie legend. How to make gravy. Yes. Oh, you're like, you know. <laughs> the 21st of December is a very special day and it's a special day because of Paul Kelly, you know, uh, for Aussies. That's right. And Eddie Betts, I mean, what an amazing man. He, obviously, when he was talking on AFL 360, he used the word sick and tired and that's what really stood out to Paul Kelly and what inspired uh, the song that he uh, went on to write every step of the way and yeah when I read the lyrics I mean it's it's beautiful it really is Um, but it's just so sad that in 2021 this conversation is still happening in sport it's ridiculous that we aren't past this yet as a nation don't you think? Yeah I I couldn't agree more and he wrote this part of this song from watching Eddie Betts last year uh, on AFL 360 and as you said he kept saying I'm so sick and tired six or seven times I've gone back to look at the interview and then 
everything that happened in Adelaide uh, four or five, six weeks ago with mm. Taylor Walker and Eddie used to play at Adelaide and, and Paul saw him on 360 again. Um, and, and that prompted him to finish off the song. He sent it to Eddie um, and Eddie listened to it for the first time with his kids in the car mm. as he was about to play his final game of AFL football. So, wow. yeah, it's... Um, special. It's, yeah, very, very, very special song and a very special couple of gentlemen, both those fellas, both Paul and Eddie. Absolutely. Well, look, Paul Kelly, his interview with you about every step of the way about Eddie Betts and racism is now exclusive to the Howie Games Artist Series, which is out today. So you can download it right now for free at the Listener app. Uh, Mark Howard, Howie Games, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on and stay safe, everyone up there in Gippsland. It's a part of the world close to my heart. So thanks for having a chat with me. Pleasure, mate. And now some new research that's coming out of France. Uh, France, France suggests that getting Botox injections could actually help to prevent people from catching coronavirus. Now, when you share this news um, with people who get regular Botox injections, well, I mean, they don't seem surprised or angry or even mildly amused. What's that about? So forget about taking the ivermectin, the livestock worming drug that we've been hearing about. Uh, Now you can apparently smooth fine lines and wrinkles and fight off Rona at the same time. It's a win-win. Medical experts have described the French study as rubbish, (laughs) what a surprise, and that there's no connection between Botox injections and not catching COVID. But get this, we're now nearly two years into the pandemic and there hasn't been a single, a single Gold Coast cluster. There's something in that, don't you reckon? If you are going to get a needle and go and get a jab to try and stop coronavirus, well, get one in your arm, your arm, people, not your face. It's not going to work because even if Botox injections did, you, did stop you from catching coronavirus, well, you're still going to have a neck that looks like it died on the Ruby Princess. Oh, no, so many, so many suggestions out there to stop COVID. I think maybe just get the vaccine that the experts are telling us about, hey? So uh, on the show this week, the Triple M Gippsland Breakfast Show, I was um, talking about ladies, tradie ladies or women that find themselves in jobs that are predominantly male jobs. I actually met a young female carpenter at the dog park and it got me thinking about it and, you know, how it works for women when they get into these industries that are just dominated by men. So I asked about it on the show and had a chat with two great ladies who both work in male-dominated industries. Have a listen. This is what we had a, had a chat about. I'm talking to Caroline. You're a beekeeper. Hey, Anna. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Have we spoken before? No, but you do quite often speak to one of my friendly beekeeper buddies. Okay. Wonderful. Yes. Um, well, yep. how did you get into beekeeping then? Well, it started off as a bit of a hobby, but very quickly became a full-time gig. Yeah. So, yeah, and predominantly it is, um, being a commercial beekeeper is predominantly a male uh, industry. Righto. And have you so, found that that's got in the way at all, or is it, you know, you haven't had any issues? <laughs> Probably I'd like to stay on the positive side of sure. things, if that's okay. Yeah. You know, it, obviously there are some hurdles to cross and some um, big personalities that you come a- across. Yep. But I think 
at the end of the day, once you've sort of proven yourself, then most people are really um, accepting of what you're trying to do. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but it is, yeah, physically tough, really tough job, you mm-hmm. know, lots of heavy lifting and lots of long hours. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, but I, I love what I do and I'm really privileged to do it. So. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and is it something that you, I mean, this is it for you? There's no other change down the track? <laughs> like you, this is the industry that you love? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Look, I'd love to see myself retiring to this. And I'm also encouraging a lot of other females to get involved in the industry as well. So how would, how would they do that? Um, yeah, well, it, it, there is no real apprenticeship to do that yeah. in Victoria. There is in other states. Yep. But, de- but definitely having a real enthusiasm for the industry helps. Um, and working with someone like myself um, is 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 a way in yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Good for you. Well, Caroline, thank you for calling. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Don't get stung today, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <Anna. laughs> have, have a, a good day. Have a sweet day. Thanks so much. See ya. Ash from Lee and Gatha, tell me, what tradie job do you do or what job that's generally for blokes are you working in? Um, I work on the power line. Oh, wow. Do you climb them? Yeah, so we use bucket trucks and sometimes oh, yes. we throw ladders up and yeah, we yeah. climb up the poles as well. How'd you get into that? Uh, I used to do traffic control for the boys and then, yeah, I ah. uh, got to know a few of them and got to know the trade and applied and got in. Good on you. Do you love it? Oh, I absolutely love it. Oh, maybe I need to do a boy's job. <laughs> it's certainly better money, isn't it? Men, you know, those trades um, generally get paid more than what women ever get paid. Oh, it is true, but at the same time, there's nothing holding back a chick getting into a men's trade. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. Uh, no, I think it's fantastic. Well, Ash, thank you. I appreciate you calling through. I know you're on hold and you dropped off there and I kept you waiting for a bit. But um, thank you for all the hard work out there and you stay safe, all right? No worries. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ash. Have a great day. All right. Bye. See ya. Oh, my gosh. I want to be a tradie chick. Do you think I can change jobs at this light stage of my life? I don't know. I've thought about it. No. The answer is no. I definitely cannot because it involves uh, heavy lifting, moving around, working outdoors. No, I I just can't. I need to stay in air con. (laughs) I need to be sitting. So that's it for me. Now, for my final story for the week, um, well, not for the week, for this show, for this episode, a group of anti-vaxxers and COVID deniers are planning to take over the Mullumbimby Council and turn the town into a paradise where they can live with no restrictions. Now, Mullumbimby, it was already Australia's anti-vax capital before the COVID pandemic hit. And if you don't know where Mullumbimby is... It's easy to find. You drive to Byron, then listen out for the sound of whooping cough. <laughs> it's also where my ex-husband lives. And he lives very happily there. It's a wonderful, wonderful little town, Mullumbimby. Apparently, anti-vaxxers, though, are using Facebook groups uh, to try and encourage people from other areas that have similar views to move to Mullum and then to use their numbers to vote out the sheep, so they say, so that the free people, as they call themselves, can run the town. Are taking over a council. I mean, I don't think it's an easy thing to do, is it? You have to go to meetings, you've got to take minutes, you've got to campaign, you've got to put up signs. That's a lot of work just so you don't have to wear a mask or get the jab, don't you reckon? And it's, I mean, it's not great if you're somebody that already lives in Mullumbimby and you're not a wacko, but from the point of view of everyone else, why not collect all the anti-vaxxers into one place? It's not a bad idea. It's a great, great solution, really. Once they've all moved into Mullum, We can then block off the roads and forget about them while nature takes its course. Simples. And if you're planning to take over the Mullum Council and start your own anti-vax 
capital, well, you're going to have to build a few things. Starting, I would think, with a hospital because you're probably going to need it. <laughs> I love you, Mullumbimby. Uh, the People's Republic of Mullumbimby is what they call it. If you've ever been there, they've got a sign as you're driving into town. Lovely place. Anyway, that is it for the Anna Dare podcast for today. I will have another one coming out in a couple of days with brand new stories. And also, I know you love me talking about TV, don't you? Because I love TV and I do it with such passion. Uh, I'll tell you what I've been watching on all my streamers. Uh, thank you again for listening. It absolutely blows my mind that people actually do listen. Not many. That's all right. So, you know, what you could do, you could tell people to listen, share it with me, with them, so that my downloads go up a bit and then my boss loves me. All right. Thank you so much. Catch you next time. If you want more from Anna, make sure you catch a weekday mornings on Gippsland's Triple M. Also available on Listener.